Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, episode number 104. Welcome to Positive Productivity Podcast, where we empower our audience to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success, especially in the face of adversity. Listen in as our guests reveal their stories of challenges and hurdles and how they overcame defeat and became triumphant in their endeavors. Let's get motivated and move forward with your host, Kim Sutton. Welcome to another episode of Positive Productivity. This is your host, Kim Sutton, and today I'm thrilled to have guest William Roy from WilliamRoy.fr. Is that the right way to say it, William? Yeah, it's the right way to say it. And William is a coach for entrepreneurs who helps people create their own recipe of success by asking all kinds of questions. William, welcome, and thank you so much for being here. And thank you for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. Would you please share a little bit about you and what you do and the journey that brought you to where you are in your business today? It started a few years back. I was working in PR and communication, and I wasn't really happy. Not because the work wasn't to my taste. It was more because I couldn't handle things the way I would have if I were an entrepreneur or just a freelancer. And during this time, I got back in contact with NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programmation. It's a personal development method that helped me get through exams during my college years. So I got, got in touch with that again, and I decided that it could be a better career for me than communication and PR. So I launched Personal Revolution, followed a few trainings in coaching, personal coaching, professional coaching, NLP. And uh, after a whole year of training, I decided to launch my own career and my own business. I started as any freelancer, just instead of uh, selling, I don't know, graphic design or web design or templates or whatever, I was selling coaching. So it was quite difficult at the beginning because I'm only 31 years old and sometimes people are saying, yeah, you're too young to know life. I'm not too young to ask questions and help you get through because I'm just outside of your situation. As I'm outside of your situation, I'm able to have a different point of view. And this is the whole process of coaching, basically. It's being able to take a step back and see things differently. So after a while, it started to pick up, but I was still not living the life I wanted to. Then something incredible happened. First, with my girlfriend, we decided to travel and to spend two months in Asia. So I had to take a break from work and to think about my relation to work. As you might know from your experience, even if you are your own boss, you can be even more strict than someone else and that was my case i was working every day even on weekends from eight to eight and it was quite difficult for me to leave my desk and to leave my clients so for two months i took a step back and i decided that uh, my relation to work should change not just because uh, it was trendy with a four hour work week or whatever but because it was the main reason I quit my day job. It was to live the life I want and to live the life I wanted. It was to, I needed to have some personal time. So I started to work on my productivity in different ways with one idea in mind, which was my productivity had to be environmental friendly. So I wouldn't destroy my workflow, my current workflow for the sake of productivity. 
I wanted to adapt productivity ideas to my current workflow to create a calm and peaceful change in my way of working. Then another thing happened. My girlfriend got pregnant. It was wonderful news. And at some point, I had to change my work routine to be sure that when baby will be there, I would have some time for him. And now it's been six months that's I'm a dad. And since then, I'm working five hours a day for my main occupation which is coaching, so client meetings, preparing my coaching sessions and my webinars and so on. And in the afternoon, I take care of my house and of my family. I do rock climbing and sometimes I'm working on other products such as the pitch cards I told you about or my pitch training online session. So this is how I live and that's my whole way of having a positive productivity. That is so fantastic. I would love to know more about how you manage five hours a day because I am a mom of five and I would love to work five hours a day and have the afternoon to take care of the house and spend more time with my kids. I mean, I've been in business for four years and I still I'm really working hard to get out of that eight to eight routine. As entrepreneurs, I mean, we leave our jobs working eight hours a day for somebody else so that we can go work for ourselves 80 hours a week. It's sort of backwards. Yeah. First of all, I've done a big, big check on my activity. So I used the Pareto's law, not just to decide where all my efforts should be headed, but also where my time should be dedicated. So I put everything down. I laid everything down on the floor and I said, okay, on my coaching practice, there is pitch training, leadership and soft skills. And every other thing is less than 20% of my revenue. So is it worth pursuing this activity? Takes me a lot of time, give me very little revenue. Okay, it's not worth it. So I'm just canceling it. And I'm focusing on these three areas. Pitch training, leadership, soft skills. Okay, on these three, is there a profile of my ideal clients? Yes, there is. Okay, I'm going to just talk to them right now. Them and only them. If there is anybody else that wants to work with me, my whole communication isn't directed to them. But still, they can. It will be a pleasure. It's that way that I find you, Kim, and the opportunity to talk with you. So it's really cool, but it's not my main focus. My main focus is working with my ideal clients. So everything is targeted for them. Afterward, I decided to look at what was taking me so much time. In fact, it's basically the same as everybody. Emails, social media, whatever. So I decided to cut everything from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. This is my work day. Before 9 a.m., I'm putting my son to the daycare, so I'm not here for my work. And from 9 to 2, I'm there for my work, and then I'm just working. I'm fully concentrated. All my meetings are there, and if I have a meeting out of schedule, I'll take back the time another day or in the morning. If I know that I have two meetings in the afternoon, I won't work in the morning. Respecting your me time and respecting the time you want to devote to your life. Because living is not just work, it's work and everything else. And as a coach, I'm supposed to live an enriching life, to have time to read books, to be inspired by them and to be able to give this inspiration to my clients. 
I'm supposed to be able to train myself by reading books, having online courses and so on. And to do that, I need time. And all my execution time was eating my training time or my reading time or my sport time or my taking care of the house time. And that wasn't possible anymore because I did not want to spend my evening tidying up my desk. I want to spend my evening with my son and my girlfriend. So I decided to cut through, take out the social media for the morning, take care of my house and my time and be sure to invest time on me because being healthy, being focused, being zen, being trained is the way to be sure that I'm still a good coach in a few years. So I'm just investing in my career by working less. And also every Friday in the early afternoon from two to three, I'm doing a brain dump. Uh, I'm supposed to be familiar with the get things done. Okay, so you know the brain dump method? I haven't done it before. Can you explain to me and to the listeners who aren't familiar? Basically, you take between 30 minutes and one hour to put everything you have in mind on paper. Everything. That means all the things you have to do for your clients all the things you have to do to acquire new clients, all the things you have to do to still be a good professional. Whatever your area is, your domain is, the things you want to see done by the end of the month, the things you want to see done by the end of the year or by the end of the semester or whatever, depending on your own deadlines. And you work on all the different aspects of your life with the brain dump. And then you see things clearly. It's just you empty your brain on the paper, literally. This way, when the weekend comes, I'm like, yeah, it's weekend. Cool, I've got two days in front of me. I know perfectly what I'm supposed to do on Monday morning. So I won't need to think about it on Friday evening, Saturday, Sunday. So I'm totally focused on friends, family, and whatever. I love that. But see, I have a challenge. Yeah. And that is, I have what I like to call chronic idea disorder. I journal on a daily basis, sometimes multiple times a day, so I can do the daily brain dumps. Mm -hmm. However, I am constantly getting ideas. So even though I may go into a weekend having written everything down on Friday night, about a billion more ideas come into my brain. <laughs> so it does, they do have to be dumped over the course of the weekend. This is why after the brain dump on paper, I put everything on Trello. Do you know Trello? Oh, yes. It's a website that allows you to create lists of things to do. And you can have a smartphone app as well. So if there is anything I need to think about, I'm just putting the ID on Trello and then it's somewhere. So it's not in my mind. I know it's somewhere. It's on my cell phone. That means I can find it on any computer on the planet or on any cell phone or whatever. So I don't need to think about it right now. Right now, I need to be with my family and friends because this is what makes me happy. Walking makes me happy, but walking all day long and thinking about the work 24-7 isn't making me happy. No, and it's not healthy either. I have to tell you, I would love a USB port behind my ear <laughs> that I could put a thumb drive into, which would be constantly downloading those ideas. So as soon as they popped up, ding, there they go. And I don't mm. have to worry about it again till Monday. That <laughs> would be an awesome use of 
technology as far as I'm concerned. I love how you said earlier, you said it was a personal revolution. Mm -hmm. Who were some of the mentors that you looked at or some of the books that you read, practices that you studied? What were some of the personal development and professional development trainings that you looked at while going through that personal revolution? When I started this revolution, the groundwork was done. I'm the kind of guy who will read books and watch videos before starting the action. But while in action, I'm just focusing on acting. So before this revolution, I've read David Allen, of course, Tony Robbins. But my personal favorite is Paul McKenna. Paul McKenna is a hypnotherapist, NLP practitioner, and he's really good. There is a a book. I'm sorry, I will translate it from French, but I think the English title will be Change Your Life in Seven Days or something close, where you do a world audit of your life in seven days how you work, how you deal with finance, how you take care of your health, and so on and so on and so on. And I used a bit of everything, of course, the four-hour work week from Tim Ferriss. So it was really a, a personal thing. And there was as well a book I found afterwards that is called The Five-Hour Workday from a guy who has a startup in pedal surfboards, I think in San Diego. And he created a five-hour workday for all his company. So the inspiration are everywhere. The idea I like is to create my own recipe. And that's what I'm trying to transmit to my clients. So that means that whenever I'm facing a challenge, I'm taking all the data I found on the, on the topic and I'm creating my recipe and I'm trying and I'm iterating and I'm trying again. And again and again until there is something that suits me. I don't know if I'm really clear on that, but oh, you it's... are, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> Basically, I'm taking a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I'm not the kind of people uh, who will say, "Okay, JTD is my bible from now." I'm respecting every method. I'm taking the best for me, and then I'm creating my own method. Yeah, everybody's stew recipe is different and you are making your own success stew. Yeah, exactly. What is good for me isn't what is good for you, Kim, or what is good for your listeners. We have to be careful with books and people saying my way is the only way because that's how, pardon my French, shit happens. (laughs) At some point, you are put in a way of functioning that isn't yours. And from that moment, your liberty your freedom of thinking and of acting is impaired and that can be good. Absolutely. And shit doesn't just happen, but shit's belonging to babies happens too. And you and I have both been through this in our entrepreneurial journey, you bringing in one. And since I've started my business, I've had three. (laughs) So it's definitely, that's its own juggle, trying to figure out how to balance changing diapers while being on client calls. It can be fun. I'm still too face. That's because I'm really lucky. You know, uh, in France, mother have a three months leave to take care of the newborn. So we took uh, full advantage of that with my girlfriend. And afterwards, my son was in the daycare. So I have my days for me. And if he's ill, I take a day off. Unless I've got a really important meeting. And even there, my clients respect my family life as well as I respect theirs. It's okay. 
I'll sort it out every time because I've got mm -hmm. friends, I've got family. If I can pick my son to the daycare, there will be every time someone there, someone I can trust, someone who I trained to be a good godfather, godmother, or whatever, or grandpa, grandma with him. So I've created an environment where my son will never be left alone on the road. There will be always someone for him, even if I'm busy, there will be a solution. Always. That's fabulous. So I still don't have this problem with client calls and baby crying on the back. It happened once, but it was okay. I managed to calm down my son and take care of my clients afterwards. When my twins were born, and actually when my daughter was born, they were at home. And then we tried a nanny who was great. It's just a nanny. It's very expensive. So now I have the luxury of daycare as well, which is great. But I do totally understand, you know, those days when they can't be in there. I don't know how it is in France, but in the States, if they have a fever, they can't go in for the next 24 hours. So it can be a little bit tricky. But you are so right. If you can't find somebody else, hopefully your clients understand. And in my opinion, if they don't, then they probably aren't my ideal client. And that's a lesson that has to be learned. <laughs> I'm very intrigued, William, by how you say that you help your clients learn. You help them to be better speakers as well. Yeah. What does this mean to you? You know the TED baseline, ID worth putting? You know the TED conferences? Yes. Okay. They have a baseline saying ideas worth spreading. Oh, ideas worth spreading. Yes. Yeah. And in my opinion, not every idea, but every project should be able to be seen from the people that might need it. You know, if you have a really good project, you should be able to communicate correctly on it. This way, everybody that will be able to enjoy this product should hear from you. And this is why helping people becoming better speakers is important for me. That's why it matters for me. It's because I don't think that only really great communicators should take a step on stage. That should be everybody that has something worthy to say that should step on stage. And most of the time people are saying, no, I'm not a good speaker, so I don't go there. Yeah, you don't go there, but your project is fantastic. And if you don't go there, nobody will know. Nobody will see how you can change their world with your project. So that's why I decided to help people be better at public speaking. That's why I'm also using NLP as personal development tool for public speaking. Because most of them behind, I'm not a good speaker, there are troubles of self-trust or self-image and stress management. So we're taking care of that. And then we're taking care of the message. And when they are on stage, these ideas are worth spreading because these ideas are well said, well put, if you want. I'm not sure I'm fully on topic there, but basically, here's the thing. Everybody has a diamond inside, and I want to make the world shine. Oh, I love that. Everybody <laughs> has a diamond inside, and you want to make the world shine. That's so beautiful. Thank you. It's a spur of the moment, but I'm going to keep it. <laughs> I'm going to be tweeting that out with your username, so I'm going to have to make sure to get that. That will definitely be plugging this podcast episode. <laughs> fabulous. What do you think makes somebody a really fabulous speaker, even if they don't have the confidence? Is it passion? Because a lot of people are going after the money and not necessarily after what they're really passionate about. 
do you think they need to really hone in on their passion first? I think it's a question of balance. If you are passionate about something, I think you should go there with your lifestyle in mind. If you're not able to finance your lifestyle with your passion, I think you should try to find a way to live from it. But if you want to go to your passion, go there. If you think that your work is just something to put money on your bank account, that's your choice. From my point of view, we are doing great work only when we are aligned with ourselves. That means with our values, uh, with our ideas, even if they are political or religious, with our professional opinions, the way things should be done and so on. So when we are aligned, we are doing great work. When we aren't, we are suffering. It's not the physical pain at the beginning, but we are still suffering because we are always saying, what if we were doing things that way instead of that way? What if I could do things the way I want? If you do things the way you want, you'll be happier. And if you do things the way you want on a topic you're passionate about and with a way of living from that, I think it's a step further onto the road of happiness. I love it. William, what did you dream of being when you were a little boy? I think there were several switches during my childhood from president of France to lawyer to journalist to someone who will help people meet their success. It's what I'm doing right now. When I was a child, I was always helping. I wanted people to achieve, so being a lawyer was a way to help them achieve justice. And being a journalist was helping people achieve something other, which was your project is worth speaking about. I'm going to speak about your problem is important. I'm going to speak about this way you won't be alone and you will achieve a better situation. And now I'm like, okay, you don't know how to cook. I'm going to teach you how to cook your own recipe for success. Oh, I love it. Well, I just had to share, it has nothing to do with what I do today, but I actually wanted to be an astronaut architect. I wanted to go to outer space and build structures. But I love how everything that you wanted to do when you were little was in line with you helping and now you really are helping today. Can you help me really cook? I'm just kidding. I'm going to say I'm French, so basically yes, yeah. but... <laughs> That would be a stretch. <laughs> I'm a helpless cause in the kitchen. In the kitchen of feeding my family, in the kitchen of creating, I love it. William, <laughs> it has been an absolute pleasure having you here today. It was really great to chat with you. One last question, and then I'd love for you to share where the audience can find you. What are you working on that you would love to share with the audience, and where can they find it and find more about you? Right now, I'm working on a new way to train people to be better public speakers, to be better speakers. So I've created a game that will be on the crowdfunding platform in late January. The game is called Pitch Cards, and you can find more information on our website, pitch.cards. Um, you'll be able to subscribe to a mailing list to be informed. This game is basically a way to question yourself on how you prepare your interventions to be sure that you will respect the basics of the, of the genre. And if they want to get in touch with me, uh, they just have to ping me on Twitter. It's just at Will with only one L underscore Roy. So W-I-L underscore R-O-Y. 
Fabulous. This will all be in the show notes along with the link to pitch P-I-T-C-H cards. Yes. So this will all be in the show notes and you can find that at thekimsutton.com forward slash PP104. So for episode positive productivity 104. All right. William, thank you so much again. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much. It was really great to be there. Hey there, this is Kim Sutton, host of the Positive Productivity Podcast, and I just want to take a quick moment to thank you for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it and were inspired, I would love to hear your feedback. Please take a moment or two and visit the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, or on my website at thekimsutton.com to leave your rating or review. I'd also like to invite you to join the Positive Productivity Book Club and to find out more about my coaching packages by visiting thekimsutton.com. Until the next episode, I hope you have a positive and productive day.